I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C and Chino Liao together for this week. Uh, no Ro Moran for this week. Uh, Ro is taking care of some personal business. So it's just going to be me and Chino. And, well, it's always fun to talk about wrestling, whether there's two of us on the show or three of us on the show. It's actually a lot of us on the show because you guys are part of it, right? So there is a lot to talk about. And I would love it if you guys would... Uh, chime in in the comment section sa mga pag-uusapan natin just like we do every week because your voice also matters on the show so we're gonna give you a heads up now for this week we have a throwback Thursday topic already lined up and it's got to do with Tough Enough we're celebrating the anniversary of Tough Enough so mamaya pag-uusapan natin yung mga favorite Tough Enough moments or contestants or seasons ninyo so that's what we're looking back on for this week's throwback Thursday but before we start uh, we have to figuratively uh, fly our flag at half-mast because, of course, we all woke up to the news or our days began with the news that uh, former Philippine President Noynoy Aquino passed away. This was a big blindside to all of us, I think, regardless of your political affiliation or what you feel about this government or the, the, form, uh, the previous administration. Right? It's, uh, it's, a, it's very tough news to take. It was very sudden, at least for those of us that are not keeping our, our, our finger on the pulse of Noy uh, Noy Aquino and his, and his health and his well-being uh, He passed away at 61 Due to health issues stemming from uh, lung and heart ailments So uh, that, that was a bit of a blindside really And a lot of people on social media have been posting about it For, for obvious reasons And I guess for me, I look at it At least yung time niya from 2010 to 2016 With a lot of rose-colored tint <laughs> uh, Just because of where we are right now Diba? Uh, it, yeah, your, your current situation makes you really feel like you don't know what you got till it's gone. So ayun, uh, uh, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to the Aquino family. Of course, uh, Senator Bam Aquino, previous guest here on the podcast. And uh, basically every member of the Aquino family, our thoughts and condolences go out to everybody. 
So it's a very sad day for the Philippines, for sure. Uh, Chino, any any uh, thoughts you want to get in there about uh, yeah. about? And I echo uh, what Stan said, and I feel for the family or for the people whose lives he's touched. I have a few friends who has worked within his vicinity and have spoken to the kind of man and the character he has as a person and as a former president, how he carried himself around people, you know, and, and it's just touching to see these stories. Uh, but at the same time, remembering the kind of leader he was essentially for for the country, you know, so especially now where we're at, like Stan mentioned here. So yeah, you know, podcast. Yeah, uh, rest in power, former president Benigno Noinoy Aquino. All right, uh, let's get to some Hell in a Cell talk. Let's start with that. Because, you know, Hell in a Cell yes. happened. It was the final pay-per-view of the Thunderdome era. And that's a sentence that I didn't think we'd be saying this soon. But, you know, we are where we are. Now the U.S. is really uh, ramping up their vaccinations to the point that na nila By July, money in the bank. They, they, they're already holding that show in front of an actual crowd. And then by SummerSlam, they, but they're planning to have a big, big event in front of another large crowd in Las Vegas. So looking at Hell in a Cell as it happened, we have to start by talking about Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio and how it was supposed to be one of the, the big draws of Hell in a Cell. And yet it got moved to Friday Night SmackDown out of nowhere. And, and nobody really know why until reports surfaced this week that Apparently, it was because Roman Reigns and his family went on a Father's Day vacation. So, ang tanong, Chino, I want you to answer this one. Was it worth moving Roman versus Ray to SmackDown? Honestly, no. Uh, I don't know if Patasi Vince acknowledges Roman as the tribal chief and the head of the table. <laughs> Pero nakasama sa show with, with the way the show was spaced out. Not having that big moment. On it helped SmackDown for sure because it was one hell of a match. It was very emotional and very fueled and very typical of recent iteration Roman Reigns. But as a whole, Hell in a Cell really suffered not having that anchor point to look forward to towards the tail end of the show. With with regards to McIntyre and Lashley, we've seen that over and over again, way too many times that we can count. And even if Sabine and uh, this has higher stakes because Drew is, is, has his last shot on here, I still feel like it could have used something more. In a sense. Sabine Bruce, it was actually a good idea to move Roman versus Ray to SmackDown because it shortened the actual pay-per-view. And in terms of length, it's still there. Two hours 49, I remember, because I watched it uh, after it went live. So it's same lang eh. Uh, Joseph in the comment section is saying, Umaasa pa naman ako, natutulungan ni Cena si Ray to set up SummerSlam. Well, uh, we know that John Cena is coming back, but he confirmed it this week on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, pero hindi natin alam kung kailan. Uh, he hasn't really given any hints about when he's returning. It's just very strange na uh, normally you don't really uh, hear about wrestlers getting to take a vacation. Unless they're injured or unless they're, they're like in Brock Lesnar territory or something. I guess to, to Chino's point, maybe Vince McMahon is acknowledging Roman Reigns as the tribal chief, right? Or maybe it's one of those things that, okay, Thunderdome. We're about to go back on the road. Okay, Roman, you can have this Father's Day vacation with your family. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not in there. I'm not privy to these things. 
Yeah, and it's interesting that the very last pay-per-view that they have inside the Thunderdome, which they marketed as this game-changing thing, kind of ends with a whimper. It doesn't leave this era of wrestling, shall we say, this micro-era of wrestling oh. that we are in on a very good note. Because eh? the last pay-per-view was just so-so. It wasn't, it wasn't anything special. It was actually, in fact, very forgettable. Uh, as a whole, diba? So it 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 was just very disappointing that this was the last thing they were ending on. So uh, since we're talking about ending this era of pay-per-views, diba? it really ended with the visual of Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre. But how do you think Bobby Lashley came uh, looked as he came out of the cell? Looks very strong, in fact. They doubled down on him being the uh, world champion, universal champion. Which one is he? He's WWE universal. champion, see Bobby Lashley. WWE champion. There we go. He doubled down on him being a Senior WWE champion. <laughs> I confused the two belts. Anyway, oh. basta, the, the fact is, hindi na sila nang hinayang Bobby Lashley. Diba? Uh, reports earlier said, early, early in his reign, uh, they might take the belt right off of him. He might be a transitional champion. But this victory over Drew McIntyre is just setting him up for Kofi Kingston down the road. Now, if we are to believe things, it might also set him, up, set him up for trying to incorporate as much Tagalog here. But it might set him up for Big E in the future. So okay. who, who knows about where this goes? But a dominant Bobby Lashley is the very thing that the role actually needs right now, especially when you think about it in a Survivor Series point of view. They also have a very dominant champion in Roman Reigns. So gusto ko na sinabi mo yung dominant kasi si John in the comments sabi ni John Russell Tan hindi niya nagustuhan yung roll up finish and he's not alone si Ro yun din yung sabi niya uh, before I get to yung sinabi ni Ro which you can find on our Patreon uh, we're actually live sa Kumu uh, sinasabi ni Babyface producer Sola so thank you for, for fixing that uh, Sola and Nikai uh, if you subscribe to yung Patreon namin sinabi ni Ro in his Hell in a Cell review na uh, the roll up finish didn't really help Bobby Lashley kasi parang mas dominant na finish yung WrestleMania match nila eh, na pinatulog niya talaga si Drew, di ba? Tumba siya dun sa hurt lock. Whereas ito, parang hindi pa rin siya ganun ka-conclusive. Yun yung nasa review ni Roe. So, kayo, in the comment section, uh, lapag lang kayo, let us know kung ano sa tingin niyo yung uh, parang naging image ni Bobby Lashley coming out of that. Uh, sabi ni Waki, dapat yung finish nitong Hell in a Cell, yun na lang sa WrestleMania. Tapos yung finish ng WrestleMania, yun nangyari sa Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Uh, sabi ni Joseph baka rematch Hindi na pwede Last chance match nga ba? So hindi na pwedeng mag-challenge si Drew Hanggat WWE champion si Bobby Lashley Yun na yun Yeah but then they're also teasing him To kind of win the money in the bank Which is something that he's never done before diba? So Hindi naman siya nag-qualify eh Si Riddle nag-qualify But don't they have the buy-in match Yung triple threat nila Ah yeah so that's or... a second chance match that's a second chance second match second para chance sa mga match. natalo nitong ano nitong raw. Oh, oh, oh. So yun, med- uh, medyo weird. I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't put my money on it. Hindi ako. Wala. Hindi hindi ko lang feel na na papasok sa money in the bank ladder match si Drew McIntyre. In fact, mas malakas yung kutub ko na magkakaroon ng ibang story na si Drew after this. Just because you know he's been in the championship picture for so long. So yeah. Uh, let's talk about raw a little bit. Kasi 
we also got a Hell in a Cell match ng Raw. We got Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods. Na parang out of nowhere, I, I, I get it, na may story si Kofi, may story si Bobby Lashley, diba? Um, pero ito yung tipong, nung naset na yung main event, tapos yung graphic lumabas sa screen ko, inisip ko parang, parang naglalaro ng WWE 2K. Alam mo yung magbubuka ng random na big stipulation match, random last man standing match, pero wala namang feud, kasi nga video game lang, diba? Yun yung feeling ko nung they made it official na it's Xavier versus Lashley in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I did not catch anything from your end. I'm sorry. Parang naglag ka. Hindi ko alam kung ako yung naglag or ikaw yung naglag. Uh, I caught Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. That's what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, I caught that last last few bits of it. Uh, interesting lang that the Xavier Woods was the person that challenged Bobby Lashley. Parang goaded Bobby Lashley into... Uh, a Hell in a Cell match instead of Lashley doing the opposite. Because if you think about it body-wise, size-wise, Lugis is Xavier Woods, right? Lugis is Xavier Woods in, in power. Lugis is Xavier Woods in, in championship accomplishments, I guess you could say. So Xavier Woods is a a former 11-time tag team champion and has uh, how many million subscribers on YouTube. Hindi naman sila tutulungan ng YouTube subscribers sila in the match, diba? So parang ang weird lang na si Xavier Woods yung nagmataas dito sa situation na to. Sobrang weird kasi uh, nagkaroon ng dalawang cell match ng pay-per-view, diba? Bianca versus Bailey, tapos uh, Lashley versus McIntyre. Then meron ka ng SmackDown, Roman Ray, tapos meron ka ngayon sa Raw. Xavier and Lashley. Sabi ni Kyle Martin sa comments, nagselos daw yung Raw. So ito, I'm, I'm gonna ask a question to everybody watching and to you na rin, Chino. Are you getting tired of Hell in a Cell? Because we saw four Hell in a Cell matches in the span of a weekend. Okay, I'm gonna put it in terms of logistics and say the Cell isn't the easiest thing to set up. Therefore, especially in the context of a... Thunderdome, diba? na isolated location siya where they go and shoot. Dahil naka-set up na yung cell doon, they might as well maximize it dahil nandun siya. Now, does that answer your question? Siyempre hindi. Diba? So, I, I, I like the cell. I just hope they don't use it as much. Because I get what they're trying to do. Eh, diba? They set these cell matches up to be uber-violent and have uh, momentous impact on a person's career, cell, your life will change forever. And I get that. I know that they do because it, it has a history of doing that to people. However, after a while, it just gets watered down. It's not a, they treat it as something special instead of something that happens once a month. Yeah, you know, sabi ni Kyle, it just feels like another stipulation in this feud ender, diba? Uh, I think lahat naman tayo lumaki tayo dun sa era na yung Hell in a Cell, talagang it's, it's to end the blood feud, diba? Lahat nung, yung pagtutuos dun talaga siya mag, uh, magkakaroon ng climactic moment, climactic ending. So, eto, uh, tanong to everyone, kasi nag, nagko-comment naman kayo, uh, tatanong ko sa lahat. Should the Hell in a Cell as a match stipulation, should it retire? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he still has room. I think it's a spectacle. I think people still watch it regardless. I don't think it deserves its own pay-per-view for one. 
Because it gets watered down and 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 it should be a spectacle. It should be treated uh, on its own uh, accord, diba? on its own pedestal, if you will. Sabi ni Waki Mendoza in the comments, no, it shouldn't reti- uh, retire, pero just don't use it this much. Uh, sabi yes. ni Yuan, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view should be phased out and the cell stipulation should just apply for yung mga feuds like Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole where it really hits to the gut. Sabi ni Kyle, it should be used rarely to feel more special. Sabi ni Joseph, kailangan natin ma-miss yung Hell in a Cell. I actually agree. Uh, Julian says, uh, no, it should, should not retire, pero wag na natin gawing pay-per-view. Dapat once in a while na lang ilalabas yung Hell in a Cell. And finally, sabi ni Roman J, we acknowledge you, uh, don't overuse it and please ditch the red color. Okay. Uh, we're gonna talk about NXT in a bit. And if you have any more comments about Hell in a Cell, lapag nila sa comment section, whether you're on Facebook Live or on Kumu, we'll get the shoutouts in a bit as well. But for now, we got to take a quick break. Uh, first off, we got to let you know that if you want to be part of yung mga watch parties natin like we had for Hell in a Cell nitong nakaraang Monday, uh, pwede nyo yung gawin kung part kayo ng Patreon program ng Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So just sign up dun sa patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month, you get a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast face mask. Kasi kailangan pa natin mag-face mask, di ba? Hindi pa tapos ang COVID dito sa Pilipinas or sa mundo. And you can be part of our watch parties. And you can also get access to yung mga pinapanood nating mga shows na pampadagdag ng wrestling knowledge natin. And if you love your shopping, you love your drip, just like Ro and I do, and Chino as well. I know he's a sneaker guy from time to time. You can go check out our promo code on Zalora. You can use that. It's the, pro- uh, the promo code you don't even need to spell out. It is wrestling. And uh, you get 25% off and 10% cashback on your favorite fashion brands if you spend at least 1,999 pesos. So once again, the promo code is wrestling over on Zalora. And now, a word from our other podcasts from Podcast Network Asia. Now hold on just a minute, playa. That's a Teddy Long reference for you. If you're probably wondering how a few wrestling fans who put together a podcast for their love of wrestling have been able to collab with brands here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, well, the answer is simple. We use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, no matter what the size is, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O and use our referral code WRESTLING2XPOD all caps, one word that's W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G the number 2 the letter X and the letters P-O-D again, WRESTLING2XPOD all caps, one word and hey, it's a great way to show support for the show as well now if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast who are we to say no? you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. All right, Chino, let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu. All right, Sabani, Aquasi Rock 6, Dina deserve ng reading pay per view. Talking about Hell in a Cell, of course. Kaya mas magandang cell dom na lang yung Hell in a Cell. Admin Angelo said, in a USA network. Haha. And then also, Ange- Admin Angelo just sent us the first Halo, Halo of the Evening. Thank you so Oy, much. thank you. Admin Angelo, guys, saying what's up also to Bernadette Joyce, Rosemary Mallorca, and Leonardo Ace Alvaran. 
Thank you for joining us on Kumu, guys. Please keep on liking this post. Let the people of Kumu know that you love this resting talk on a Thursday evening. Yes, pakigalaw yung mga baso by sending us those halo-halos. Uh, people in the comments are actually debating kung ano mas gusto nilang kulay nung cell. Whether they like it to be traditional na gray, na steel, or yung red look niya ngayon. And Aaron, uh, Aaron Silaw in the comments, is one of the few people who says na mas gusto nila yung red cage kasi it's visually striking. Ikaw, Chino, ano mas bet mo? I, I I think it doesn't matter honestly. I think it doesn't. It's like arguing about the color of the ring ropes. Parang hindi hindi naman yun yung point ng conversation eh. Like they can still they can change the color a hundred times, and as long as they don't use it a hundred times, I still feel like magsawa parin tayo. All right. See, let's move to NXT, and, and I've been waiting for a couple of days to talk about this. Let's talk about Diamond Mine, because I was right. I called it, I said that the Diamond Mine will show us the diamond in the rust. And we got Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens. Pero daladala nila si Roderick Strong and a puro wrestling legend in Hideki Suzuki. So this is actually very surprising to me that Diamond Mine was a faction and that Roderick Strong is back in a four-man group. Chino, your thoughts? I don't remember you calling it, but it's weird lang na, na they said that Malcolm Bivens kept on saying that he was a diamond in the rust and that it actually was Diamond Mine. And nobody could have... Nobody predicted it. Like nobody thought about it being a faction with Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens. Um, so hindi ako, hindi ako sure kung sinabi na ni Stan yon. But I, I, I did, I, I did, I, I did. I actually, I couldn't have called it. It was, it was so obvious. It was right there, but nobody predicted it. I, I did. Oh, oh my God! I'm not taking the. Okay. Fine, relax. Okay, congrats. Ikaw na yung tama. Sana kunin ka ng NXT. Sana, sana gawin ka ng creative. Oh, sabi ni Sola na siya din. O, di sige, congrats sa inyo yung dalawa ni Sola. But all that kind of say is, ang obvious niya eh. Parang hindi niya, hindi mo ba, ang obvious niya nandun na siya. And everybody was saying shit like, Oh, uh, it's an MMA faction. Or it's a, it's a new promotion. Or it's a new title. I even said it was a new uh, protein shake for some reason. So pro. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 a little it's a little misleading if you think about it. If you watch back to all the promos or the video packages that they showed for Diamond Mine, uh maybe we'll find out a little bit more as the weeks progress. I like seeing Roddy again. I like seeing him. I like seeing him in a title picture because the last time he was in the, the cruiserweight title picture was all the way back when Austin Aries was cruiserweight champion, diba? So ganon nakaaba, ganon nakatagal. Oh, hindi so, naman like, North American Rod- champion naman si Roddy. Oh, twenty nineteen, diba nung ano? Nung undisputed yeah. gold. So, 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 in the, so in the in the cruiserweight sense, siguro yun yung mas mas tamang uh, appropriation. Right. Actually, mas magandang, ano nga, mas magandang uh, pag-usapan natin yung Cruiserweight Championship in general. Kasi, finally, you have a big group that's actually going after the title and making people like us talk about it. Like, uh, yeah, we talked about it nung nanalo si Kushida uh, against uh, Santos Escobar, di ba? Pero now you have a legit faction going after itong Cruiserweight Championship. Tapos, uh, you have Roderick Strong, na established star. You have Tyler Rust, na 
uh, yung nga, Diamond in the Rust, so up-and-comer. You have Malcolm Bivens na mouthpiece na very proven naman from his time in the Indies. And you have a legend in Hideki Suzuki. And okay, um, uh, if you're not super familiar with his work, he's actually a vet na in the Japanese scene. And he was trained by Billy Robinson. So talagang student siya nung catch catch can style. And I think na bringing someone like him into this storyline will present a different element. Uh, para sa akin na, uh, si Hideki Suzuki was actually hired as a coach for the Performance Center earlier this year. And um, we were talking about it sa Smart Henry Discord na uh, he's probably not gonna appear on TV. And then lo and behold, he's part of Diamond Mine. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about Hideki Suzuki except for the fact that he was hired as a coach. Uh, but then again, so was Timothy Thatcher. Uh, and now he's also on TV. So it'd be nice to see what they can do. Part two sets for us along catch catch can guys. Um, I will say that I feel for everybody else in the cruiserweight division that isn't part of Diamond Mine or that isn't Kushida. Because they took on all these guys, like the Evolve guys, and then you still have guys like Tony Nese and Davari who are who were supposed to be the stable, the stables of of you know, you know, staple wrestlers for the cruiserweight division. So parang nangyayari din sa cruiserweight division yung nangyayari din sa ibang shows essentially which is oversaturation so maybe this goes somewhere and it's actually good for the division all around or maybe the, it might just be like everybody else who's the unos excited lang ako for this group kasi sure yung may speaker sila may Malcolm Bivens eh. so yung personality niya mangingibabaw yan tsaka si Roderick Strong diba uh, we've seen him on the mic Hindi naman siya as compelling as say Adam Cole or uh, even Kyle O'Reilly to an extent. Uh, si Hideki Suzuki, I've never heard him speak. Tyler Rust, nung nagpo-promo-promo siya sa NXT, uh, you know, he has room for improvement. So the fact na nandiyan si Malcolm Bivens to round them out for me, sobrang laking bagay nun for, uh, for Diamond Mine. So excited ako for what they're bringing to NXT. Yeah, eh, yeah sige, go Chino. Uh, see, okay, Chino's gonna be refreshing because parang naglalag siya. So in the meantime, I'll let you know that the Great American Bash is uh, happening in a couple of weeks. So if you watched NXT, uh, you guys would have noticed, diba, na they're already setting up. They've got Adam Cole versus Kylo Riley too. Uh, they're also building up this huge NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Kaya may number one contenders triple threat for next week. It's Pretty fun that they're bringing back in Great American Bash under the NXT banner. Tapos gagawin ulit nila sa week ng 4th of July. Uh, Chino, ikaw, are, are you excited for the Great American Bash happening again on NXT? Yeah, although I kind of feel like this is them just shoving it in, in, in AEW's face. Since the Great American Bash is one of mm-hmm. Dusty's uh, better creations, right? It's yung shining moment niya as, as a booker. For WCW, so since they don't really need it, but then at the same time, it's fun to get something special on NXT, especially if it's a pay-per-view yeah. caliber. Uh, Dave Scott is asking, "My chance, bang bumalik si DDP, kasi may faction din siyang Diamond Mine ang pangalan dati." Ikaw chino, since bakakanabutan mo yung faction nato. Repeat the question. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with the. Uh, Dave is asking, "Kung sa tingin mo may chance, bang bumalik si DDP to be part of Diamond Mine?" Wala. Okay, so China's China's lagging. Uh, my audio issues. Let's move on. Uh, Bruce has another question. He's asking if Adam Kyle, uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly to make sense at least this time. So the story nila ngayon, di ba, is that 
they had an unsanctioned match. So it was really just a brawl, really just a fight. Nung uh, last takeover. So now that they're going to have a straight up singles match, I guess palakasa ng skills yung storyline nila heading into this match. So I guess it makes sense. I would have thought though na the unsanctioned match should have just ended the rivalry, but that's just me. So okay, uh, let, let us know what you think about uh, about this one. Chino, Mike Testayo, you good over there? Okay, imagine okay, lag pa si Chino. Let's uh, let's try that again in a bit. Okay, while uh, while Chino's um, figuring things out on his end, see, I'll try to answer the Dave Scott question. Um, I'm not sure because uh, we haven't really heard from DDP in terms of like returning to the actual shows, right? Like pasulput sulput sa mga documentaries. Uh, he he doesn't really appear in sa weekly television show. So we, you know, um, I, I I can't really comment on that. I'm not so sure. Let's go to Raw, and this is something that I know a lot of you. Want to talk about still? We're going to talk about Eva Marie again because we have to. Walking past the bar. this week? <laughs> Aaron in the comment section is saying, Mukhang malabo to bring DDP in because my working relationship with AEW. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and DDP also owns the company that produces media for AEW. So there, uh, that could be an answer. Let's talk about Eva Marie and Piper Niven. So Piper Niven's been been named Dewdrop now, as Julian points out in the comment section. And I don't know if you to, but in the backstage segment with uh, Eva Marie and uh, Dewdrop slash Piper Niven and Kevin Patrick, nung tinatanong ko ani pangalan ni Piper, she was actually trying to stand up for herself and introduce herself and say Piper, like she was mouthing it, pero hindi niya ma, ma, hindi niya masabi or baka hindi na pick up ng mic. And then inichipuera siya ni Eva Marie. And just called her Dewdrop. So, what do you guys think about this? Because we speculated on this last week. Pinag-usapan natin na, ah, baka ito yung agenda nila. And yung pinag-usapan natin na, na galaxy brain trolling, parang ito na yung nangyayari. Like, based on your reactions in the comment section, natatawa kayo dun sa name na Dewdrop. So, what do you think about where this story is going between Eva Marie and Dewdrop slash Piper Niven? Ako, ah, nabibilisan ako. Kasi I would have thought na, Ido draw out muna nila bago magkaroon ng ng alitan sa pagitan ni na Eva Marie and and uh, Dewdrop or Piper. Pero from the way things are right now, parang hindi masaya si Piper Niven na si Eva Marie nagtitake ng credit, binigyan siya ng bagong pangalan. Sabi ni Roman J sa comments, uh, does Eva attract ratings from teenage boys like uh, back when Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler were around? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, I find Eva Marie attractive. So, you know, I, I'm not a teenage boy, but I find her attractive. And I personally think that Eva Marie has value when it comes to television. Right? May, may fan base na rin siya outside of WWE, lalo na nung pumasok siya sa Celebrity Big Brother in the US. So, dala-dala niya yung reality TV na hatak na yun. Tapos, she did diversify yung portfolio niya when she initially left WWE. Uh, Chino, are, are you there? You good? I did. I did. I'm sorry. This is just so frustrating. What are we talking about? We're talking about Eva Marie. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> sorry. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm in quarantine, guys. I keep dropping this bombs on Kubu because this island doesn't want to work. Oh, God. I'm sorry, man. I can't know what we're talking about. Sorry. I can't do anything. I 
can't do anything. Yeah, they put them in the chun. Well, I'm a guy, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just that was just grade A sprack. I don't know what's happening. I can't. I can't do anything. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to do this alone. Okay. Today. Okay. I'll, 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 <laughs> well, let's, let's pick back up. Let's pick back up. Holy crap! <laughs> Just not right. our day. Just not our stream. Camera off. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Chino, meet mo sa mo. Chino, meet ka muna. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's go back. Oh my god. Um, clearly. Di namin pinag-usapan to. <laughs> uh, press F for respect for Chino Liao. You know, um, it, you say what you want about Chino, but he's brutally honest. <laughs> okay, seryoso na. Let's uh, go back in. Waki yan, seryoso. Bag sumabang pumasok. <laughs> if you want to come in, hit me up. Send me a DM. Okay. Uh, Kyle, in the comment section, let's bring it back to Eva Marie. Uh, sabi niya, uh, he he thinks that uh, it's going to be like Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss from a couple of years ago, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. But they had that WrestleMania feud, and yeah, uh, pinag-usapan din namin to na baka yun yung trajectory nitong Piper Niven Eva Marie storyline, which is good because at least makikilala ng mga tao si Piper Niven, ba? And she uh, will be on a stage like Raw, ba? Rather than just be stuck on NXT UK lang. So I think it's still good for her career-wise. I hope. I hope. Uh, Joseph says Piper Niven might betray Eva Marie then challenge Rhea Ripley. Parang masyadong mabilis. Parang masyadong tayo nagmamadali for something like uh, something like that. I don't know. Julian. Yeah, thank you. Thank- okay. Oh, no. Okay na, Chino? Okay na ba? Okay na. Yes. Okay yes. na. Pinatay ko na yung virtual background ko. So ngayon, nakikita niya yung puta ng hotel <laughs> background ko, di ba? <laughs> God. Piper Niven. Should be called Piper Niven and nothing else. Okay, that's, I'm sorry if we talked about this. No, already, no, no, hindi pa, hindi pa. But I watched, I watched Raw for this very reason. This is Stan said I should catch yeah, up. Yeah. And, and I was, I was catching up in, in clips. Uh, salamat sa VPN uh, at sa Hulu subscription dahil 90 minutes lang yung Raw doon. Um, it's weird how they keep renaming people. I, I will say, it's weird that, the, why can't they just name people what they're actually called? Why do they have to name them T-Bar and, and Doodrop and Commander Aziz, diba? It's it. Why can't they just be called their names? Why do they have to give them gimmicky names when their talent is also a lot? It speaks volumes, especially for somebody like Piper Niven. Now, I get how she doesn't have the same clout as a lot of the other NXT call-ups. And I feel like sometime in NXT US might have done well for her instead of the direct call-up especially since she isn't a, a former NXT Women's Champion. So wala siyang clout behind her, in a sense. If you don't watch UK, you wouldn't have heard of her. Yeah. Right? So na, 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 it was to her detriment. But at the same time, I don't think calling her some do-droppy name is going to help her in the long run. Because just look at what it did for guys like T-Bar and Mace. Diba? Nakasakit sa career nila eh. And it sucks. Because these guys are also talented. Si, okay, pasalamatan muna natin si Admin Angelo na nagpaulan ng dalawang halo-halo at saka isang ha-ha-ha. Sabi ni Jace sa comment section ng Kumu, uh, very kinky daw yung bagong name ni Piper Niven na yung nga, Dewdrop. 
sinabi rin niya na rootable si Piper kaya sa kay Nia Jax. Feeling ko, based on yung promo nga na, na, na napanood natin sa Raw, na si Piper was trying to introduce herself as Piper, uh, sinadya nila talaga to name her Dewdrop and for yung mga fans na tulad natin na mapikon, na mainis para mag-root tayo for Piper Niven, makita natin na mag-succeed siya. And then, you know, baka i-own niya yung Dewdrop or she might get Piper Niven back. I don't know. Could be, di ba? Uh, speaking of NXT UK, tanong ni Joseph Shello, nasan pala si Walter? Uh, he's coming back. So, magpapakita siya this week, if I'm not mistaken, on NXT UK. Uh, they were plugging it. So, sige. <laughs> we gotta we got thank everybody who's been reacting to the Piper Niven conversation dito sa Kumu and sa Facebook page. We're gonna take another break. When we come back, we'll touch on AEW tapos pag-uusapan din natin yung Tough Enough for TBT. In the meantime, we gotta let you know that you can support the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. Sabi nga ni Ro, everything you need. Hashtag Nasa Lazada yan. And all you have to do is to hit up this, this link over on your browser. That's podlink.co slash EUL. Again, that is podlink.co slash EUL. It'll take you straight to the Lazada app on your phone. Then from there, mag-checkout lang kayo. Tapos, uh, pag nag-checkout na kayo, a portion of your proceeds will go to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and Podcast Network Asia to help us keep doing what we do best. And now, a quick break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi there! I'm Mish, host of Mish Conceptions, the podcast that talks about the common struggles of modern-day millennials and Gen Zs as we all navigate through college, enter the real world, and build our careers. Let's talk about the realities of adulting and corporate world that no one will tell you about. These are the things you wish you knew sooner to get ahead in life or simply just to get by. Join me in my podcast, Misconceptions, as we discuss maximizing college, life after college, building your career, self-improvement, relationships, and anything and everything that will help you on your personal and career development. So make sure you check out my podcast after you listen to this episode. See you there. All right, uh, let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu. Thank you very much to Babyface Producer Sola for copying and pasting yung comments. Uh, the Geeky Ones are tuned in. What's good, Stevie? What's good, Jude? Uh, they're asking kung uh, naka-quarantine ba si Chino. Yes, naka-quarantine siya. Kaya uh, hindi perfect yung kanyang ano. So wala tayong choice. <laughs> wala tayong choice lahat. Kailangan natin mag-quarantine dahil napakunang ka na. And now my Wi-Fi internet can't handle both streams, guys. Look at this. Look at this video quality. I put it to low. It looks like I'm in the 90s. I love how, I love how he was he was ranting and then yung video niya nag-freeze parang badly dubbed anime or whatever. <laughs> now you know my pain, bro. Now you feel my pain. This is the worst. Okay. I hate this hotel. Somebody was asking in the comments quest, uh, section earlier, anong ibig sabihin ng dewdrop? If you look at Urban Dictionary, dewdrop apparently, according to Urban Dictionary, means a woman who is attracted romantically to other women. So make of that what you will. <laughs> it's it's it it means so so much better than anong pangalan ni? There was base. There was. T bar and there was the other dude. Uh, right? see, what's his name? See, Slapjack. <laughs> Slapjack. Apparently, Slapjack is something kinky, according to Urban Dictionary. Uh, 
it's uh, I won't mention it on here because bakamabana tay lalo with all the cuss words I just yes. dropped. Yes, <laughs> but you also don't want to Google it. So I'm saying. Tanong ni Julian sa comments. Any old segment of the show that you guys want to bring back? Um, we have one that we've been talking about internally. Uh, it's it's something that we did nung first year of the podcast, way before Chino joined us, way before we met Chino actually. Uh, it it was something that had to do with uh, wrestling terms, like defining them for the casual fan or define defining them for listeners. So we'll we'll talk about it then. Uh, we'll see kung may sing it natin sa show. All right? Let's go to AEW. Let's talk about them and let's talk about the cage fight. So that's what kicked off last week's episode of Dynamite. Ikaw, Chino, uh, do you have any feelings about the cage fight between Wardlow and Jake Hager? Uh, I, I haven't caught AEW yet. Uh, this is this is all on me. I'm sorry. Still, I was. I think I was on a plane when that was happening. Okay, okay. Uh, but but I will say that it was interesting how they tried to build Wardlow up as a serious threat. To Jake Hager because the two darks previous to this, on the the dark and dark elevation, they had Wardlow win by knockout and by submission. So, they really tried to make him look like a legitimate MMA threat against Jake Hager, who is still undefeated inside uh, a Bellator cage, right? So, congrats, naman. Congrats uh, I haven't seen it. I don't really know who won yet. Uh, so, yun, yun so, for me, I will give them props for trying. Nah, they really uh, tried to make it a big deal. They even set up the cage and everything. Ang sakin lang is there's a reason why MMA is MMA and pro wrestling is pro wrestling. Like, there are just some things that are hard to script. Like, in the context of an MMA fight, I get it when some people are like, wow, ang boring, na knockout agad yung kalaban. So, ano, ano yung gusto mo? Drama, di ba? Di manood ka ng wrestling. But when you try to bring yung MMA fight na feel to wrestling, I don't know, something about it felt kulang. Na parang, wala, hindi ko na siya na-appreciate as much. Even though I do like yung strong style, I do like yung technical wrestling, nung ginawa lang nila siyang MMA setup, parang weird. It's interesting that you bring that up. Kasi I felt, like or I will feel if I watch it later on tonight. Now they were trying to match the fight pit uh, on NXT. Is that is that the feeling that they were trying to go oh, for? Oh, parang either fight pit or heritage cup rules or a mix of the two. So I don't know. Uh, si Gian in the comments in sabi niya medyo off. Ako yunga um di ko rin siya masadong uh, trip in the moment. So. Thanks to Jace, by the way, na ng halo halo, and what's uh, up to Hansel Eleven now following us over on Kumu. Let's uh, stick with AEW, and I gotta mention this: I'm so happy that the Men of the Year have finally won a big match on Dynamite. <laughs> they beat Darby Allen. It was a handicap match, sure, uh, but quick thoughts on that. I I wish they didn't make Darby look silly, naman, for just willingly accepting a two-on-one handicap match. Like ikaw chino, imagine may si Darby Allen. Na sobrang angas mo, sobrang galing mo mag-wrestling, sobrang popular mo. Will you willingly accept a two-on-one handicap match? Parang Yeah. Hello. Uh, did did you hear the question? I did not, but I had a feeling you were going to shit on Darby. No, no, Allen I, I wasn't I, I wasn't going to dunk cool. on Darby Allen. I was asking you, Chino, <laughs> if you were like Darby Allen in his shoes basically, would you have willingly accepted a two-on-one handicap match? 
actually no yeah i agree i agree with you if that's where you were going it's not it doesn't make any strategic sense to be at a disadvantage or on uh, in such a high stakes match he should have known better i will say that this he should have known better because if you if you think about it He's. This isn't the first time he's facing the men of the year. They faced off multiple times. Nah, and with staying without staying in a tag team match, Benetton should down the stairs. So she, so he should have known that he wouldn't have stood a chance. But then at the same time, I guess they were just trying to push the story forward with them. I think that's the only reason they might have been doing yeah. this. I'm not really sure. So, you know, clearly, uh points for improvement in storytelling. Nila. Another point for improvement for, for AEW. You've got a big money match happening in a few weeks. Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW World Championship. And all we got was a backstage segment that sila for a very short while. Hinampas ni Michael Nakazawa, si Jungle Boy with the laptop. Tapos, they, they were dicking around with the golf cart. Like, dude, this is your world championship feud. Sana man lang may in-ring segment or whatever. Sana na-involve man lang yung Jurassic Express. Uh, sobrang laking pagkukulang para sa akin. Kasi world championship feud yun eh. Yeah, clearly, AEW doesn't know how to prioritize the people that they want to push. Because if you look at how they treat each of these individual title opponents for Kenny Omega, they, it's so different. Diba? They they treated Moxley so much better than they're doing to Jungle Boy. Diba? And and sino ba yung mga nakalaban ni Kenny Omega? Even Orange Cassidy had sort of a better treatment than, than Jungle Boy here. So parang, in a sense, kawawa talaga si Jungle Boy. Especially considering that he's a workhorse of the company. That he's wrestled the most matches out of everybody in AEW. So they could have you know, shown a little respect to his name. Uh, see, Jace over in the comment section said that set up ito for Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega over on Impact for the Impact World Championship. Even if it's a setup for that, AEW kay. World Championship mo yun, tapos si Jungle Boy yung homegrown contender mo na itatapat mo kay Kenny Omega. Sana man lang, di ba, pinalaki nila. And yes, may this week pa naman, and I think there's another episode before yung big match na yun. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. Pero uh, sayang. Sobra sayang yung opportunity. So I, I actually lost track. Na, yeah, next week pala. Sorry, sorry. Next week yung match ni na Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. So itong episode nila of Dynamite this weekend is the last uh, episode to build up that match. And I care about it only because it's a world title storyline. And I like Kenny. I like Jungle Boy. But parang kulang cool siya. Sobrang nakulangan ako. So yun. Uh, that, that's about it on our end over on uh, AEW. Let's go to um, our Throwback Thursday topic for the week. And let's talk about Tough Enough. So si Chino yung nag-suggest itong topic na to. It's actually very fun to talk about. So Chino, quick briefer on why we're looking back on Tough Enough this week. So in 2001, uh, June 23rd, 2001, was the first episode of Tough Enough on the USA Network. It premiered uh, 20 years ago today. It is its 20th anniversary. And since then, we've had many iterations right? on WWE TV as part of NXT. It became NXT and then got revived as its own thing. A little bit later on, uh, a little bit later in its lifespan. So that's why we're talking about Tough Enough today. Okay, so Tough Enough is 20 years old. Let that sink in. 
let that sink in. Like, how old are we now? And Tough Enough is 20 years old. Holy crap. So let's talk about our favorite Tough Enough contestants. And you can't talk about the best or favorite Tough Enough contestants without talking about the GOAT. And that is Mike the Miz Mizanin. Greatest Tough Enough product, no questions asked. Two-time WWE champion, two-time Money in the Bank holder, two-time Grand Slam champion. My God, um, the Miz has been a WWE superstar for over 15 years. And he's really a testament to, I, I, well, one, his talent, niya, his skill level, his work ethic. And two, na, you know, for all of its imperfections, Tough Enough gave us the Miz. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it weren't for the Miz, Tough Enough wouldn't have continued on. If they didn't find something like the Miz that people could latch on to, well, no one the bad people really didn't care for him. They wanted the MMA fighter to win. See Daniel Pewter. And he did win. But it turned out to be such a dud. Which is why they kept Mike the Miz on. And WWE found something in the Miz that they thought they could replicate with other reality show contestants. And that's a bold that's charisma. Anybody can be a good athlete. Work out athlete, right? That might be oversimplifying things. I'm sorry. But to have charisma is something that's imbued in you. It's something that's inborn. And when you get to the big stage. And they found that in the Miz. Uh, they found that he had a character, that he always had something to say, that he was always very forward with himself. And they wanted to look for more of that in the succeeding contestants. Okay, if you look at the people who joined Tough Enough, they're either characters or they're either they're either really good athletes who have a personality. Or pwedeng wala. Like you know, there, there were a bit uh, some duds from from Tough Enough over the years. So yeah, let's answer yeah. the question for Bruce and for Yuan and for Kyle. Daniel Puder won Tough Enough in two thousand four, and that was like season four of Tough Enough, like the very first season from two thousand one. Gave us my other favorite Tough Enough product, John Morrison. John Morrison was a Tough Enough product, but yeah. he won the show. He went on to basically hold every title except the WWE World Championship, making World Championship on Impact, Lucha Underground, became a big deal in Mexico, went on freaking Survivor. Uh, John Morrison is my guy. And you know, if, if you don't appreciate Tough Enough, look at the murderer's row of talent. Now, to their credit, they found through the show. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, uh, you know, we, we have to be objective. Velveteen Dream came from Tough Enough. Diba? Those, are, those are just five names. Maven was someone who also came from Tough Enough. I actually like Maven. Uh, I like Maven too. I was about to mention Maven. Yes, Maven was a, was a good one. If you guys remember Mordecai, yes. the wrestler who know, formerly known as Mordecai, he also came from Tough Enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, Ryback Yo. came from Tough Enough. He was part of the Miz and Daniel Peters batch in 2004. He was Ryan Reeves, the silverback. Right. See, see Cameron from the Funkadactyl yes. was on the latest iteration of, of Tough Ariane Enough. Ariane Andrews, that's her real when, name, yeah. Yeah, there were, uh, and Ariane Andrews, where she tried to pin the girl on her, on her front. Uh, anyway, not here to talk about that. <laughs> talk about tough enough. Niya, ano, uh, tough enough, dun din galing yung meme na what's your favorite match? And then she said Melina versus Alicia yeah, Fox. Uh, the, so so on some random role. Yeah, diba? yeah. People dunked yeah. on her for that really viciously, I remember. Um there Sina Kyle in the comment section, they're mentioning ZZ. Yeah, he was from uh, Velveteen Dream and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville's batch. Uh yung nanalo nung season na yun was actually ZZ. 
and he was a bust. Yes. He was a bit of a bust. Um, yung tough enough, I look at it kind of like the NBA draft. Na meron mga bust. Like Daniel Puder was a bust, didn't really pan out. ZZ was a bust. Andy Levine, who won in 2011, also a bust. So, you know, he's perfect. If you really look at it, a lot of the, most of the winners are bust, and the stars do come from the people who didn't win. Right? You talked about The Miz, you talked about the Velveteen Dream. These guys didn't really win the contest, but they won people over enough to be part of. Uh, of the roster for that limited time that they were. Right, right. Um, see, Jackie Gaidar, Miss Jackie, came from season two of Tough Enough. So yes, Jace, uh, she was a Tough Enough alum. Um, see, Boogeyman, as Dave Scott points out, also came from Tough Enough. He was part of season four. He uh, was part of the application pool and then dapat na disqualify siya because he was too old. He was in his 40s when Marty Wright tried to join Tough Enough. And then I think the age cap nila was like 28 or 30 or whatever. So... Um, sino pa ba? Uh, MJF actually auditioned for Tough Enough as Giancarlo mentions. Yes. So if you look hard enough on on YouTube, you'll find it. Uh, sino pa ba? Yeah, I just saw that. I saw. I just saw that application video, diba? And who would have thought that somebody like MJF would even try out for Tough Enough? I guess sober idol yata si the Miz. That's why he went for it. But good for him. See, Kyle, my question that actually leads us to the second part of this topic. Uh, yung, yung Tough Enough actually led to the reality TV version of NXT. If you remember, diba, naging parang game show siya uh, sometime after the first or second season of NXT. It just became uh, a pro being paired with a rookie and then there were these silly games and segments and, and all that stuff. Kyle is asking, reality TV, NXT are Tough Enough, which is better? Uh, I personally did not get to watch the earlier versions of NXT. You may seasons pa, you may game sila and whatever. So hindi ko alam, but based on what I read about it and what I saw about it on YouTube, parang mas bet ko yung tough enough kasi I'm a reality TV fan. Yeah, ako din. I, as a reality TV fan, uh, both of us are, I agree that the original Tough Enough was better because it knew what it was. It didn't try to skirt the line between reality TV and wrestling like OG NXT did. Because OG NXT didn't know what it was. It tried to combine the best of both worlds. Eh. But then it's really weird. It's really hard to do that when you have something as scripted as wrestling and as scripted as reality TV. They overlap It's like trying to fit two unfit puzzle pieces together. And unfortunately... The WWE never got a handle on what NXT wanted to be, which is good for us in the long run because that's how we got the current NXT product we love and love today. Yeah, I think somewhere down the road, nakita ni Triple H na, yeah, itong version of NXT is not working and he took it and molded it in his image and likeness and we are where we are. So thank you, Triple H, for you know blessing us with this version of NXT that we love. But as Bruce said, yung game show type of NXT was a dark time in wrestling. I will say na yung tough enough, they, they figured it out nung season one palang, and then medyo taper off siya in the succeeding seasons. But I, I believe they really had something in the 2015 version, nung nag host si Jericho. And then they had the judges, diba? Sina Hulk Hogan, Sina Booker T, and I think Lita yung isa. And then when Hogan's racist um, remarks came out, it's a sex tape, they pulled Hogan out and replaced him with, um, was it Paige or The Miz, one of them? So. I think it was the Miz. Yeah. Okay. It it does make sense. Nasi Miz yung pinalit kay kay Hogan. I I like that 2015 version, and I wonder why they never brought that back. 
Yeah, that was actually a good star-making platform. Kasi nga, di ba, doon galing si Velveteen Dream, doon galing si Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Orion Andrews. They had a lot of potential mm. in that lineup. So sayang na they weren't able to continue on with it because it was such a good way to look for new stars. Parang PBB for yeah, wrestling fans. That's true, that's diba? true. It was a good... It was a good way to stre- for the WWE to stretch your limbs out into the mainstream media like they wanted to do so badly nowadays. Diba? So sorry that they cut that revenue. Hindi lang yun. Uh, feeling ko kasi when you have a reality TV format, dun mo makikita kung sino may personality that jumps out of the camera. It's kind of like when you watch shows like Big Brother, The Amazing Race, or Survivor, or RuPaul's Drag Race even, diba? Nagpa-pop out talaga yung mga characters. And wrestling as a business has always relied on these outside, larger-than-life characters. So I, I really wish na they'd um, brought back yung 2015 version of Tough Enough. Because I think that, you know, we, we could have had something uh, from, that, from that show. So there, uh, those are... Those are our thoughts on Tough Enough. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section as well. Like see Waki, who himself is a reality TV alum, sabi niya, just to rain down on the parade a little for someone that tries to suspend disbelief, yung reality shows nila ruin kayfabe for him. Hmm, okay. I guess, iba yung point of view, diba, from Kunari Kaminichino, where fans of reality TV and Waki was actually in a reality TV show. Diba, that's a, a, an experience na... I, I, I don't know. I, I've never gone through. Uh, he says that he treats it as a combat sport, yung wrestling. So if it's in a game show format, he's throw up. Siya. So yeah. Um, keep, keep the conversation going. Hit us up here in the comments on uh, Kumu and on Facebook or over on Twitter or TikTok. We can take it there. It is at Wrestling2XPod. Okay, let's get our picks of the week. Uh, you want to start, Chino, since you're not going to yeah, okay. My pick of the week goes out to Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio on Friday night's SmackDown, last Friday night's SmackDown. Uh, I'm good lang because A, it was on the uh, a few days before Father's Day. It would have been better if it happened on actual Father's Day. Uh, and again, we've already covered this. And B, it was such a good match because again, late, later iterations of Roman Reigns is the best Roman Reigns. All right. Uh, my honorable mention pick goes to Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida on NXT. So that was a pretty fun match. And Champret led to Diamond Mine making their debut. And my pick of the week is WWE's Most Wanted Treasures from this week. It's on Ric Flair. And over the last couple of weeks, since nag ended the biography series ng A&E, Humaba yung most wanted treasures. Like it's a legit documentary na, na one and a half hours long. So they did one last week on Andre the Giant, now one and a half hours long. Yung this week is about Ric Flair. It's really good. Um, I'm really enjoying the uh the, these episodes. So uh, if you're part of the Patreon program over on patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast, Ciro makes it easy for you to find uh, a platform to catch these episodes. So there, uh, let's get uh, let's get some plugs before we close up shop for this week. First off, if you want to keep supporting the podcast, here are the ways to do that. Number one, please subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us. Leave us a five-star rating. Let people know that we exist, that we are a pro wrestling podcast based in the Philippines that talk, uh, talks about wrestling for the Filipino fan. Let them know we exist, man. And, and please send us those five-star ratings the same way you send us those halo-halos. Uh, second, if you're shopping on Shopee, Please use our exclusive affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. That's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee 
it'll take you straight to the app and then from there just check out and a portion of your proceed of, of your of what you spend rather will go to the wrestling wrestling podcast and on podcast network asia chino anything coming up on the class clown did you say class yes, clown? Yes, sir. Yes, again. But if you said if you said class clown, then please check out my episode coming out Friday with drag queen superstar Didi Marie Holiday. We talk about drag, its history in the Philippines, how it got started, how she got started in it, and all things Pride. This week on Class Clown, find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just type out Class Clown or go to my social media at. Chido Superstar. All right. Um, as for me, um, plug natin yung audio-only episode natin on Spotify. We talked about the C- uh, CM Punk Pipe Bomb promo, which turned 10 years old this year. So go check that out. It's on Spotify. Uh, we went live on Kumu the other night. Um, I'm also launching a new podcast next week called Now Steaming. It's a podcast for the Chiloy, uh, Chinoy Millennial. So, you know, meron tayong mga issues that we need to talk about and unpack as Chinoy is my third generation or fourth generation so we're going to talk all about that over there please follow us uh, at now steaming podcast individually if you want to hit us up syempre it's at underscore Stan C at China Supersize for Ro it is at Ro is War and for us here it's facebook.com and instagram.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast on Twitter and on TikTok it is at Wrestling 2X Pod. Uh, big things happening very, very soon on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As always, syempre, malapit na mag-SummerSlam. So, palaki na palaki na naman yung mga pag-uusapan natin here. Uh, but for now, we gotta thank everybody. Thank you, thank you so much for staying with us and bearing through yung mga technical difficulties natin. I, I know si Chino, katin-katin uh, na rin siyang magmura after the stream. So, thank you, Chino, for your patience. Thank you, everybody, for your patience. And... Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Until then, please stay safe, mask up. Uh, don't forget to wash your hands. Register to vote. Chino did have something important to say about that. Please register to vote and get your vaccines. And rest in power, former President Noinoy Aquino. On behalf of Chino Liao and Romaran and Babyface producer Sole Nikai, who helped us out, thank you very much. Stan C and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.